You know, and I just forgot. Uh, we have a cold opening. Cold <laughs> opening. That's usually how we begin these podcasts. But I guess this is the cold opening. The the fact that we don't have a cold opening. We've done that before, though. This isn't unique. Okay, quick. <laughs> someone come up with a, a joke. A funny, funny line. I don't know. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> This is the Christian artist honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. My name is Angel. My name is Megan. And my name is Carly. And we are here once more with this epi- with episode 142. Dang, 142. The Christian. Artist. How long have we been doing this? Since 2015, almost 2015? five years now. It'll be yeah. five years in April. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. absolutely crazy. I literally just tweeted the other day, uh, five years ago. I was such a different oh, person yeah. that I don't even recognize myself. <laughs> yeah. And I'm realizing that's when we started the Christian artist. <laughs> so, yeah. I, man. So what he's saying I'm is, Christian take just everything. About yeah. <laughs> going back and listening yeah, to those beginning yeah, episodes. Yeah. Take everything with a grain of salt if you go back to episode one. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Did you yeah. have a beard then? Um, yeah, you probably yes. had the soul patch. I, I, yeah. No, no, no. I had more than the soul patch. I had the chin afro, I like to call oh, it. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't have the sides. And I don't think I had the... Did I have the mustache yet? I don't know. I got the... Okay, so I grew the mustache when we did uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. So what year was that? I think it's... The I think I already had the mustache. The... I think I had a goatee. I think that's okay. what I had. All right. In 2015. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. The, the, the course of the Christian artist is proof of sanctification. Yeah. That's all I have to yeah, say. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So... Very fair. So yeah, so um, we want to talk about evangelizing at an abortion clinic. Um, so that's the topic for tonight, which is why Angel and Megan are both here. Um, so we do that ministry together when we can. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, we got notes for the first time, so it's going to be a little bit less natural, I think, which is the irony of the Christian artist. Um, basically, why is... Abortion clinic ministry important. Why why should Christians or the church, because that's what we believe um, should be happening, is the church with Christians should be going out to the abortion mills and preaching the gospel and providing help for these women. Um, why do we think this is important? Why do we think we should do this? There you go. I flipped the video, so now our names are where we actually are. Oh, that's good. That's perfect. <laughs> Sorry, I and I did notice that. I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up and I was like, oh no. Was Carly is that a border too? No. Carly, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to flip hers vertically, so she yes. was upside down. Yeah. yeah. No. I sorry, what was your Why why is it important for the local churches to be out at abortion mills doing ministry there? I, I mean, I can answer my own question if <laughs> I feel like someone else can answer it. But I feel like either Angel or Megan would have a much more succinct, precise answer than I would. So I feel like what I, I don't want to go first. Okay, <laughs> I'll go first. Do it. Uh, because uh, the Bible says, and the verse verses that we keep coming back to a lot of the time, Proverbs uh, chapter twenty-four. Yep. I'll read them to you. 
uh, starting at verse 10, it says, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, Behold, we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? Um, obviously, that's what's happening at the abortion clinic. God says in Exodus 20, you shall not murder. And that's what's happening at these abortion clinics. Is people are being led to the slaughter. Children are, are being killed every single day. And the Bible very clearly says to hold them back. And we can't say that we don't know this is happening. We, we drive by these clinics more than, more than I think we notice. And it's happening every single day. It's something that we as Christians have to do. Like we have to, to, to seek justice. We have to preach the gospel. And, and that's what's going to solve it. Uh, for me personally, something that, that uh, has impacted me, like my, my wife Ashley, about the second time that we went out there, she came out with me. And the thing that she said when we got in the car to drive back home, she, she just looked at me and she said, there's nobody crying for these babies. And that's really why we have to be out there because babies are dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think one of the most important things that the local church needs to, in, in, in America, the local American churches need to figure out um, is we don't make decisions based upon personal convictions. We make decisions based upon what the word of God says. Right. And so it is not someone's personal calling to abortion ministry. The church has been commanded to do it. I think that's what we need to um, fix in our thinking is this idea that, you know, people could just say we're, we're led to do abortion ministry um, rather than saying it is commanded in scripture and churches should be doing this as a whole. Do we think that every person, every Christian should be out at the abortion mills? No, but the church should be doing this. Um, this should be a church sanctioned, church approved, um, church ministry, coordinated, church coordinated yeah. ministry that is happening all of the time because it's commanded in scripture, not because the Holy Spirit moved in a few people that babies were being murdered mm -hmm. and that we should and do this is their like personal it. side project. Right. Like, Oh yeah, this is kind of important for us. Right. No, Be this is like actual people being right. murdered mm -hmm. every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, and as the Christian church, we have to stand against that and, uh, have something to say in that area. I mean, book of James, true religion is mm -hmm. visiting the widows mm -hmm. and pleading the, um, or no, or what, what is it specifically say? So, Visiting the orphans and widows in their affliction. Right. Yeah. So, I I I mean, <laughs> scripture is very clear on what we should be doing, and so we should do it. Mm -hmm. And I think I think that's what we needs to be said first and foremost when addressing this topic is because we have such a mindset that the church doesn't need to be unified in what they do. It's a very individualistic approach to the Holy Spirit rather than understanding that God does not bring confusion and scripture is our authority, not what I think the Holy Spirit is telling me 
I mean, honestly, that's a really good point just in a general sense, too. I think we, a Mm -hmm. lot of the time, have a a confusion in Christian churches as to what ministry is supposed to look like and what various ministries are, what what the relationship is to the church, Um, right? Like, a ministry isn't supposed to be someone's pet project. It's not supposed to be someone's side side thing that they kind of do. It's ministries are based off the church, um, sourced within the church, uh, and very importantly, uh, sanctioned off of direct and peripheral commands in scripture to do these things. Um, We don't want to just like make up random ministries where, you know, scripture just is is saying like, no, these are the important things. These are the things we need to focus on. Um, we, We can't be ignoring those as the local church and just kind of going off into like, well, I feel that I should be doing this particular thing because I've found it most effective no we we go back to scripture and we find out okay how how did the apostles do this how did the how did jesus do this how did the the prophets do this um what examples do we have in scripture uh of the things that the people of god are supposed to do when they're confronted with evil when uh they're confronted with unbelief um when they're confronted by these things how do we respond to those things and we have to look at scripture for that example what are the commands and what are the examples yeah Mm -hmm. um another passage in proverbs uh proverbs 31 Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. And so, a guy who used to go to my church, he was giving me a lot of support in this ministry. He decided to uh, go through some reference book that books he has in the Bible and looking at the oppressed in the Old Testament mm-hmm. and who are the oppressed. Um, because... As you know, if you read, you know, the prophets, they're constantly talking about the oppressed and how God stands up for the oppressed and cares about for the cares about the oppressed and will rescue the oppressed. And in in scripture, the oppressed are people who can't do anything to help themselves. They, you know, we have different ideas of what oppressed means kind of happening right now in mm-hmm. the world, but if you're talking about people who are you know, being afflicted and they can't do anything to get themselves out of that situation. Well, babies are number one on top of that list. Babies who are being killed in their mother's womb, number one on that list. They are absolutely helpless. They're the most Mm -hmm. oppressed of anybody. So, Mm -hmm. so if we care about the oppressed people God cares about, we're going to care about the unborn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing that I tend to come back to when people are, are wondering about this topic and, and they're, they're looking for, um, uh, or they're they're coming up with excuses for why like why are we standing in front of abortion clinics with with signs and and talking people and and uh you know being so mean or whatever uh i just i always point back to all right let's think about this in terms of other historical atrocities that we as the church have are now looking back on and we're like yeah that's evil uh such as the the holocaust and um racism uh like in in southern slavery Right. Like we would all agree as Christians now that if that was still happening today, if those issues were still a thing, we should be the first people standing outside of those places with signs and with the gospel, making sure that that atrocity does not continue. But for some reason, because abortion is so sensitive, just like those issues were sensitive in their day, we can't face those modern issues which is mu- with as much boldness as we would issues that are long and long dead 
um, because it's more comfortable for us. We all, everyone agrees that that slavery was wrong. Everyone agrees that uh, the Holocaust was wrong. But uh, because some people still disagree with us that abortion is a Holocaust, we get uncomfortable and we don't want to face that uh, discomfort. We don't want to face that rejection in the face of a culture that, that hates us. And so we, uh, we, we are cowards <laughs> instead. So also Mickey texted and said, everyone talk louder. Okay. 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 <laughs> Project. Yeah. <clears throat> it's funny that you say that Kayla, because yeah. there was like, people come up to us all the time. They're yeah. like, you shouldn't be doing this. Uh, the way that you do it is wrong. You're being too like too upfront. You're being too uh, hurtful, too direct. And I had a particular person say that to me, and I said, "Hey, I if I were if we were standing outside of of a Nazi concentration camp and they were taking Jews into 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 this camp to be killed, you would be standing right here with me on the sidewalk. You wouldn't be having this conversation yeah. telling me." that what I'm saying is, is, is like it's mean or that it's that I should try a different approach. And he, and, and the guy said, yeah, he's like, no, I wouldn't be standing next to you. I would get an AR-15 and I would charge the place. And I was like, you, you would, you're telling me right now to kind of dial it back. Like I'm being too abrasive or whatever, or too upfront. And yet, when it when it comes to this other thing, like he would go so far as to violently try to stop the hol like people from being killed mm -hmm. in, in that instance. But in this instance, he's like, no, 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 you're being too, you're you're going too far by by saying that it's a cowardly thing to kill this child or, or to or use the words like murder yeah. or, or and stuff like that. And it's just it, it's so. It shows that we have a, a discount. Um... What's the word? A disconnect. A disconnect, yes, thank you. Between uh, comparing, comparing one atrocity and another. Yeah. One, one that's in the past and one that's currently And happening. specifically um, with uh, a human being that is not born versus a human being that is born. Right. Like for some mm -hmm. reason, we, we for, for no real good reason, we try to justify that and say, well, because I can't see this, this baby and because, you know, I don't know, whatever. They're not born yet. Uh, it doesn't, it's not on par. It's not the same. But honestly, it's worse. It is. Right? right? Like, it's much worse that we're okay with killing children, but mm -hmm. not okay with killing adults. Or, you know, in that, that instance, right? Like, it, it should be more atrocious to us that unborn children who can do literally nothing to defend themselves are being murdered instead of, you know, adult people in the past. Also, another p thing that people really criticize you for, and I'm, sh I'm sure you guys probably gotten this too, is you shaming people isn't going right. to bring yeah. people to Christ right. or isn't going to get people to change their mind. And there's a lot that can be said about that. Um, so, yeah. the, so for one thing, if people feel shame about going there, if, if us point, saying the truth about what's happening causes those people to feel shame. Okay, what? why is that? Is it because we're being needlessly cruel to these people? Or is it because what they're doing is an inherently shameful act? And to love some, isn't it loving to say something to somebody that is the true thing, telling them 
what a shameful thing this is so that it will get them to stop, mm-hmm. even though it might make mm-hmm. them hate us for bringing yeah. out that shame. And this this is something uh, I have been trying to say with the microphone lately and and just make people think about it. What What is real love here? Mm-hmm. To pat you on the back and say, it's okay, I, you're, you're in a tough spot, so you go ahead and kill your baby, everything will be fine. Is that love? No. Or is it somebody yeah. who's going to go there and tell you the truth right. and risk being hated by you? Right. Um, yeah. We so so shame is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. It's it's another way of saying it's a conscience. Yeah, and and when when people say that, when people say you're just shaming these people and how dare you do that, they're speaking from a, from a very 21st century American mindset mm-hmm. where shame is one of the worst things you could ever <laughs> do to someone is is to shame them. When historically shame has been used in in tremendously good ways to stop atrocities, to mm-hmm. to help people to see the the things that they're doing are wrong. Mm-hmm. There is such a thing as healthy shame, and we used to have a a good sense of that in American culture. But you know, recently the the, the switch has been happening where um, if you even disagree with someone, then you are basically shaming them you are you are saying that they're uh that you're you're hating them by 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 doing that um and it and it goes back to the the 11th commandment that we love in american <laughs> christianity which is thou shalt be a sweetheart yeah. um, right like you have to be nice and you have to be nice specifically according to this arbitrary standard which american yes. culture has decided right. is nice yes and that's the issue is that we're not going back to scripture for what is it what does it mean to shame someone because there is a way that you can mean shame nice? someone bad right. in a, in a bad way and there is also a way that you can not be nice to someone according to scripture but we have to determine those standards according to scripture right. yeah. um it reminds me of the comic that i, I saw the other day right. which was jesus <laughs> uh looking at uh uh some and did I already did I do this on the last episode of the Christian Artist too? Did I? No, no, no. no you talked no, you about it last talk night for it. your sermon. Oh, I talked about it on, on yeah. my sermon. That's what I talked about. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, like yeah, this comic and it was Jesus and he was facing a bunch of people with like Bibles, like their pastors or something probably, and he, it was Jesus saying to them, you know, the difference between you and me is that you determine love according to Scripture and I determine uh, Scripture according to love. And it was this like guy trying to say like Jesus would be against you using scripture to like do, do all these you know things or whatever or deciding you just have to determine what scripture is saying based on the standard of love. But the issue with that is how do we know what love is? Um, and and that's the, the same thing when we go out to the abortion clinic when when people say you're unloving by doing this they're going by the standard of their own heart they're going by the standard of their own biases and opinions or the the biases and opinions of the people around them that they've grown up with. Instead of looking to scripture, which is the final arbiter, the final authority on what is love. And we can see very clearly by the way Jesus interacted with people that it is a loving thing to what? Uh, call people whitewashed tombs. Right. Um, <laughs> overthrow <laughs> to, tables. To, to, to right? tell people like, this is sin yeah. um, mm-hmm. and specifically call them according to what their sin is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If you murder, you are a murderer. If you steal, you are a thief. If you lie, you are a liar. Um, That's what the Bible does always. Um, Now, there are obviously specific instructions as to not judging hypocritically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
if I was going into the abortion clinic to kill my child, I would not be allowed to tell someone that they are wrong in killing their child because that would make me a hypocrite. But because I'm not, biblically, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with saying, if you do this, in God's eyes, you will be seen as a murderer. And you don't want that. Yeah. That is, I mean, that is the heart of us naming sin, calling sin what it is, and calling to repentance. Because you cannot call someone to repentance and faith in Christ if you do not explain to them why they need a Savior and why what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? We would all agree that it's very loving to tell someone uh, uh, to stop walking if they are walking directly off of a cliff. Right. Um, and it's the, the same exact thing. We, we are telling people, do not continue on the path that you are going on because it will lead to not only uh, the destruction of this other human life, but it will also lead to your destruction in, in a place called hell for all of eternity because you are sinning against a holy God. And I want to save you from that fate. I'm trying to warn you of this, this thing you're walking into. Um, and it's my, it's my warning in, 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 in scripture that I'm giving you, right? That is the thing that, that is, uh, that can possibly keep you from that fate. And, and so it's a very loving thing to, to give them that, right? Like if we really wanted to be hateful, we could go to the abortion clinic and just be like, you're going to hell. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. Yeah. That's what we would do. If we really yes. hated these people, that's what we would do. We yeah. would, we would yeah. keep right. shame on them and say, you're going to hell and that's it. Yeah, we, we would we would yell at them. We would call them murderers. We would not offer them help. Yeah, um, we would we would say how horrible they are and how they can never repent because it's too far gone. That is hate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I, I love the story that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I love the story that Jeff Durbin tells about the, the church denomination. Uh, there's a mm -hmm. there's a church that asked the denomination for a pastor and they asked specifically for a hellfire preaching pastor, Hellfire and Broomstone preaching pastor, and they sent them uh, that kind of pastor, and within six months they fired the pastor, and they asked a nomination for another pastor, same same kind of pastor, Hellfire preaching pastor, um, again, was fired after like six months, asked for a third pastor, same thing, and uh, they kept that pastor for about 10 years, and finally, the church denomination was curious and, and asked the church, okay, why did you keep this last pastor and fire the first two? Uh, were they not all hellfire preaching pastors? And the church responded, yes, they were all hellfire preaching pastors, but this last one acted like he didn't want us to go there. And yeah. that's that's the difference when we go out and, and preach at these abortion clinics is we, we tell them these harsh truths because we want them to realize the truth so that they can change. Yeah. We, we are not trying to condemn them ourselves. We're showing them that they're already condemned before God like John 3 explains, so that they can be saved. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I mean, Jesus said to love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. Mm. And, <laughs> like, that is, I mean, <laughs> like, we understand that. I, I honestly, I read that verse. Yeah. It takes it takes it to a whole other level when you're standing in front of, of yeah. people that are, yeah. are, are saying, your mom should have aborted you. Yeah. Like, you should yeah. be dead. Like how, like you're the worst of the worst. You're what's wrong with our society. They throw things at you. They, they, they hit you. Give me the finger. Yeah, give me the finger. They yeah. do all these things, but it's a loving thing for us to go out there and, and even though we get these reactions, because it is hard things. It's a loving thing to to say to them. You need to repent because you're gonna have to stand before God. Like, this is serious. This is your soul we're talking about. And right now, I care more about your soul than you do. I mean, they might not see it that way, but that's a loving thing to do. 
And so that's why we go out there. And it's and it has to go back to scripture because otherwise we have nowhere to stand. Because right. I can't count how many times I've heard people be like, have you seen the movie Unplanned? Right. <laughs> that's, that's probably the number one thing we hear from a lot of the people who are out there. Uh, they, we hear that and praying to Mary. Those are the two things we yes. hear most. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And the, the second they say that, you know... They're comparing us to fat, ugly slobs right. because yeah. yes. in that movie, yeah. they they truly they like use propaganda to make anybody who's using a more scripturally based approach. Um, they they literally use this fat, ugly, nasty guy like screaming at people to close their yeah. legs and stuff. And mm-hmm. in other words, they're saying don't don't be that fat, ugly slob. Yeah, yeah. they're 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 loop. Uh, lumping every person who stands outside of an abortion yep. clinic and says anything in a loud voice mm-hmm. as they're portraying all of them as that that caricature when yeah. yes there are legitimately people who do that mm-hmm. but we are not them yeah. <laughs> yep. um, we try not to be yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're not I mean let's we're be not. real we're not yeah. obviously no, we're trying not to no. be but no. we're, we're not yeah. um but like we've had people we've had atheists come and tell us how evil and wrong we are for doing such a thing and then apologize after we explain what we actually do like like when an atheist becomes more on board with abortion ministry than the local church something is wrong. (laughs) something has gone horribly wrong (laughs) and that's and that's what we experience you know so that's what that's what's crazy (laughs) Uh, that was, that was one of my favorite moments in life was, was talking with Daniel. Yeah. You guys remember that? Yeah. And, and he's like, I'm just here to rile you guys up. I think what you're doing <laughs> is evil and horrible. And then we're like, uh, okay, uh, you know, a soft answer turns away wrath and we're just talking with them. And we explain to him what we actually do. And then he literally is like, wow. I was, I was a jerk. I'm sorry. You guys are great. <laughs> like, and then as people are driving by and flipping us off and screaming things at us, he's like, wow, like, <laughs> like they have no idea what you're actually doing. And yeah, it's just very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think, I think the last thing we should say for sure on, on this idea of like, is it, is this biblically commanded? Why are we doing this? Um, is the effectiveness has literally nothing to do with whether or not we go and do this. The right. the effectiveness of whether or not we succeed is 100% irrelevant. What matters is that we are obeying scripture, doing what God has commanded us to do in scripture, and that's it. If we are faithful to the word of God, we are being faithful to God, uh, first of all, Romans three, let God be true and every man a liar. And secondly, if 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 I was still seeking to please men, I would not be a monster of Christ. I, I I do not seek to please men. I seek to please God. Galatians one ten. Um, so it 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 is completely irrelevant. You, I mean, you think of Jeremiah, who is commanded to preach uh, repentance to the nation of Israel for over a decade. And they never repented and God still commanded them, commanded him to do it. And it wasn't sinful. It wasn't wrong. It wasn't a waste of time because God had commanded him to do it. And regardless of the effectiveness, he was being obedient. Mm -hmm. And that's what matters first and foremost. And I would say there, there is a sense in which 
what we do is always effective because right. we're we're always telling the truth. Right. And and let me let me read these couple of verses in Isaiah fifty five. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So we're we're telling people the truth. We're we're you you guys are preaching, you know, the gospel to people. I'm trying to share the gospel with people. It's like we're sharing the truth, and that that is going to bring the effect that God intends right. on that person mm -hmm. every single time. Right. And we can we can uh, we can rest easy knowing that we're accomplishing what God wants us to accomplish, right. and leave the results up to Him. Yeah, right. Because um, the gospel doesn't always have to save. That's not always the point mm -hmm. of preaching the gospel. Yeah. Sometimes it is to harden hearts. Yep. Um, and it, that is God's will. We, we are not to determine whether or not we should preach the gospel based upon whether or not someone will be receptive to it. God decides whether or not someone will be receptive to it and we are commanded to preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So then the next question is, why Why are we specifically doing this? What brought us to um, this conclusion that we personally should should be doing this? even though our churches are not sanctioning this as a church ministry yet, although we are trying. <laughs> At least for our church. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. So shall I go first? Yeah, go okay. ahead. Um, so I started doing this ministry three years ago. Yeah, three years ago this month. Um, and I, actually for like a couple of years, one or two years before, I was interested um, because of watching Jeff Durbin, it, mm -hmm. you know, talk about it. Um, so that was getting me, you know, concerned about it. it oh, although over the course of my lifetime, I was slowly getting more concerned about abortion yeah. too. So I mm -hmm. think God was preparing my heart in that way. But, but I saw Jeff Durbin with his church going in Arizona out to the abortion mill and seeing how you can preach the gospel in public and help try to help people. And it was saving lives. So, that really, really was inspiring to me. Um, so eventually, after a year or two of here, just watching that online, um, I mentioned to a friend of mine, Don Groshen, who you're going to meet tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I mentioned to him that I was interested in this, and he has a friend who's a pastor in Reedsburg who had been going to Planned Parenthood in Madison for like seven years, six or seven years or something. And so he, he hooked us up, and I started going with him and he would bring his elderly mother and and Pam who you guys I think I've met and um who's from his church and so I went with them for a year or two and I didn't really talk much they would hold graphic signs and they would talk a little bit to people as they were going in and I didn't really say much but after a while I started feeling like okay I can start saying stuff I you know I'm, I'm gaining confidence and so I started talking more and then eventually I got to the point where I was like, I want to go on my own. And, um, and that would be like, just so that there's somebody there also on the days I'm not with these guys and they were only able to go a couple hours a week and it'd be nice to have more coverage. So I started going on my own and then was praying, you know, that God would provide more workers for the harvest. And, and he did, he, last year, he, Tanya from my church started coming um 
and now Mora from my church is coming and other people from my church have come. And so it's been really cool to see God um, provide more and more people. So, so that's kind of my, my story of how I got started. And I think you should tell our story because this kind of started with you. Yeah. I don't know. It was like two years ago. Maybe. Is it two years ago or last year? It, well, um, what, when we had that conversation well, on the way to kids camp? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, oh, so, like, yes. so not this. It was last year. Yeah. It was yeah. last yeah. So camp. last year. Last summer. We started going out and like evangelizing and we started seeing like I, I came across like the Jeff Durbin stuff and on the way up to kids camp which is in July, and then in July, we were talking in the van. We were like, yeah, you know, we want to go out outside an abortion clinic and, and preach the gospel and, like, make signs and do that, like Jeff Dur like the Apology of Church does and stuff. And uh, starting in January, we, like, started uh, an evangelism ministry at our church. And, like, our goal was, like, we're going to get this evangelism ministry going, and then eventually, like, maybe towards the end of the summer, we'll start actually, like, doing the abortion clinic stuff. But I had talked to... Uh, our pastor and and they're like, hey, can I can I do this end abortion now uh, training stuff? Just because I wanted to check it out. And to do it, you actually have to like sign up your church. So I I haven't done it because you have to like sign up your church. But um, in January we found out my wife and I found out that we were having a baby girl. And as a side note, she was born last week Monday, so she's a week old today. We found out we were having a, a baby girl and or a baby, and so we were. Like, it, it really got me thinking, and I think I watched, you know, Babies Are Murdered Here, and uh, it got me thinking, and I was like, like, we, we got to do something because this is happening right now. And Babies Are Murdered Here is a documentary yeah, that yeah. you can find on YouTube yeah. uh, about uh, ministering outside the abortion clinics. Yeah. Yes, and that was very instrumental in inspiring me to mm -hmm. do this as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, uh, like, I forget when it was, but I, on a Saturday, I was free, and I, and I drove out to Milwaukee. Uh, was one of the biggest city here in Wisconsin, and and there's two abortion clinics there. And so I was just like, you know, I want to see what this looks like. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's people outside of these clinics. And if not, like, I want to see, like, what we can do. So I drove outside, and I went to one, and it was during the 40 Days of Life, which is a, a Catholic organization. They go out there, and they, they, they're out there for 24 hours a day for 40 days. And there's a whole bunch of people there. And I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I think maybe we went to the one in Madison first. I, I don't remember yeah. quite frankly. I think we went to that one first. Yeah. yeah. And then I went to the one in Madison. And so then, uh, or to the one in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee yeah. yeah. And so I went there and then I went to the other uh, clinic and there was a few Christian women outside of it. And I was so exciting because they tried to share the gospel with me. Right. <laughs> and they're like, hey, like, and like try to tell me about abortion. I was like, yeah, like I, I want to do something to stop this. And it was so awesome. And I was like, okay, there's Christians doing this. Right. And I stood outside with them for a couple hours and just seeing what, what they were doing. And uh, like after a little bit, I was like, do you mind if I try to speak to the women? And and at this specific clinic, it's the one, it's the Planned Parenthood in, in uh, yeah, I was there in Milwaukee. Yeah. And it's like really close. Like the door yep. is, is really close. <laughs> and like this girl's going in and I was like, miss, please like, don't, don't go in there. Like, don't kill your baby today. She just literally locked eyes with me and she walked into this clinic like very close ahead of me and I, and I just kind of broke me. I was like, this is, this is real. Like this is, this is actually happening. And so then I came back and we, we went to Whitewater on Thursdays and we have a whiteboard. 
we write questions on the whiteboard and people put their answers down. Uh, I think the, it was going to rain. It was really yeah, cold. Yeah, it, it was raining. It was really cold and windy. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and so we were like, the whiteboard is not going to work because yeah. it has rained when we were there before. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, this it does not work. That was miserable. So, yeah. Like I looked at the forecast on a Wednesday night and I was like, hey, Connor, like if it's raining and stuff, like, do you like, can, we should right, go yeah. up to the clinic because we had gone up just to look. Just to Caleb, check it out. Yeah, check yeah. it out. Caleb, myself and, my, and, and Ashley, my wife. And I was like, Let's let's just do that instead. And so we right. like, well, let, let me tell you this that you don't have to feel bad about. Like I was like, no, maybe we shouldn't today because that's all red and wet and rainy, and we should plan this out more. And it took him a long time to convince me that we should just go. And then finally, I, we were like, all right, let's do it. And we went and bought a sign and and filled it out and everything. So so yeah, he, he even even the day that we wanted to finally go out and do it, he had to convince me. Yeah. That we should go that Angel day. has been the one yes. more than anyone else. He's yeah. like, we gotta do this yes. as soon as possible. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we went then. And I guess, I mean, ever since then, we've been going. Yep. I, I think he was even the, the Friday after that week, Thursday. I think that, yeah, that we literally just And we've gone week. every single Friday, at least one of us has, except for kids camp. Except I for that week. I think it's the only yeah. week that we, one of us was not out there. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's hard to understand even personally for me, even like, I don't know about you guys, but like being out there and, and at our specific clinic in Madison, it's, it's only abortion services. And, and to know that like these people that are walking inside, this is what they're here for. And like, there are, like we have seen people that have walked in pregnant and walked out. Yeah. Not pregnant yeah. anymore. And to know that, and to like this is actually happening like last last time that i was out there a couple of weeks ago there was a guy that came to pick up blood samples from the babies and it's like that's just like this is actually happening like this is this is real and it and it and like we got to do something about it so that was kind of the thing it was like it's i mean it, it's hard to understand and imagine what is actually mm -hmm. going on inside the building I think, mm -hmm. and and unless we actually were was able were able to like see the abortion being performed before our eyes at this location, I don't think it'll ever be as real to us mm -hmm. as it should be. it should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. And in babies are murdered here. One of the things that R.C. Sproul Jr. says is the the one thing you cannot do is overreact mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. murder of children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. It's very easy to just look at this as a theoretical situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Theoretically, hypothetically or something, babies are being killed. Like it's it's just all in your head, but mm -hmm. it makes it easier when you actually go. It, mm -hmm. it yeah. I think it, it it leaves an impression on people. Um it, it makes it more real. And well, it's it may, it's what makes the graphic signs necessary as yes. well. Um mm -hmm. but like you said seeing people go in pregnant and leave pregnant. One thing I will never forget, it, one of the first times I ever went, um, this this young couple, probably your guys' age, um, so like early 20s, they they go in and with a friend, a friend who drove them, mm -hmm. and we were there a couple hours or so. They leave, and um, the girl is like having to be held up 
by the two other people. Like, she can't even walk on her own. She's, like... And she's, like, falling to the ground. And so they're, like, half-carrying her to the car. And as they drive out of the driveway, we look inside, and the, the couple is just sitting in the back seat together, holding each other and sobbing. Mm. And I will never... That shook me for a long time. Um, that was stuck in my head and I just kept praying for them. When you see that, when you see what this does to people, and yes, that I'm not saying that couple isn't uh, culpable, that, yeah. you know, they they sinned and it they did something wrong. They're not victims, but but when you do see what, what happens to people, it changes you. And you're not fooled that this is <laughs> healthcare by any means. Yeah, there, there are definitely consequences that people have for uh, for having abortions for killing their child what you experienced is the instantaneous reaction to what will eventually happen to almost everybody else yeah. but mm -hmm. for them it was it hit them right away yeah and that's like that's that's one of the other things that gets us about the abortion ministry is people will, will tell us that we're being harmful and hurtful and just listening to stories of people who aren't even Christians tell like like tell their story of how they totally regret having an abortion. They realize that they've murdered their own kid and that basically every other woman they've talked to about abortion behind closed doors will admit, yes, they too regret it and wish they could have taken it back. And it's like, if we heard more stories like that, because there are so many so many more people would be like, yes, I'm helping people by warning them of this yeah. and I want to be out there. Right. And we don't see it like that because of our culture mm -hmm. yep. and because it's really uncomfortable to preach the gospel in general, mm -hmm. much less when people are being murdered and that's what's at stake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carly, would you mind telling, telling a little bit about um, what's been happening on the West Coast with you? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've only gone out to do this kind of ministry once, um, and uh, I may end up doing it again tomorrow, depending on oh, what wow. ends up going on with my family, what we're doing. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I've always wanted to get involved in this kind of ministry because I've, you know, I've seen the need and... Um, and felt like there's no one around me. Like I've, I've tried to get my church involved, but we're still kind of in the process of trying to get the end abortion now materials and stuff. And so we're not doing anything officially right now. Um, but I've, I've tried to find people in the area that um, already do this kind of thing so that I can get involved in a group or something. Um, and so through the uh, Apologia, um, they have like a, um, like a network on an app that you can, uh, for end abortion now. Um, and I met a woman that's in my area that goes out to the Vancouver Planned Parenthood on her lunch breaks on Tuesdays and, um, and holds signs and tries to, you know, offer other resources to other women, to, to women going in and, um, you know, tries to preach to women going in. And so I, I went and joined her one day and it was just for an hour during her lunch break, but it was, um, it, it was very sobering. And at that, at that location, um, 
I believe the only kinds of abortions they do is they give out the abortion pill, but um, which I kind of expected more from Washington. I expected it right. to be worse, like, right. which that is bad <laughs> in of itself. But um, I, I think once you get into like Portland, I know there's a huge Planned Parenthood location there and they do a lot more um, like they do surgical stuff, I think so. Um, but like seeing the, uh, being able to see someone that had been doing this for a long, had been doing this for a long time and knew what they were doing and were doing it with grace and respect and humility and yet doing it, um, truthfully and in obedience, um, was really cool. Um, and so yeah, I don't know how much more of that I'm going to be able to do until our church get hopefully gets involved. But um, yeah, I I have very limited experience in it. But um, yeah, cool. Yeah. So so basically, what what should people know before they go out to an abortion clinic? Like how how do they get it started? If they if they want to do this. What, what do they do? Um, first thing I would say is you can't um, just lavish the love of God on people. You have to um, be honest with them and say, this is murder. Please don't kill your baby. Like, use the actual terms that apply. And I, and I also often say, too, God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. You can look at Proverbs 6, you know, it yeah. goes and, you know, God clearly does hate uh, wickedness and he hates those people who do wicked things. People need to hear that stuff um, and not, they don't need to hear, no matter what you do, we will love you and we will take care of you, which, you know, that's true. You know, we do love them or no matter what you do, God will love you. What well, that's not necessarily true unless yeah. they're one of the elect. Um, <laughs> right. Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, but you know, like, because if you're just saying these softball things to people, which t aren't true, actually, actually aren't true. Um, so that you maybe feel better about yourself and right. so that you maybe don't look like such a nasty protester person. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, well, for one thing, that is selfish. But even if you're doing it to try to love them, um, that's that's not actually loving them. Right. They they need to hear the truth so that they're they're scared, they're terrified, and they run away from it. Right. So so don't don't lavish love on these people in that kind of way because people are presuming that. God will just forgive them no right. matter what. Mm -hmm. That's why they go on ahead on in it. there. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I've talked to people where they, they said, you know, it's okay. I can go ahead and do this because, because God is just going to forgive me mm -hmm. of all my iniquities. And it's a, and, and then I know you guys that want to get in there and be like, that's the church's fault for, you know, teaching that. <laughs> it is, it is the, church, the church true. in America's fault for that. People think that way. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, but nevertheless, they do think that way and you mm -hmm. cannot perpetuate that by what you say. So, yeah. so name the sin and warn people of God's wrath. You are being loving and don't let anybody, I mean, you can go back to God's word to affirm that that's what you should be doing. And then of right. course, preach the gospel too. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Um, and the gospel is not Jesus loves you so much that he died for you. The gospel right. is God mm-hmm. commands you to repent. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's different. You yeah, can explain I love the way you. that you you say it, you say it, and specifically just thinking about like last time I went, um, this last Friday, when whenever they would come out, you would say, you know, man or sir, we want you to know the gospel that Jesus right. is King, and He commands you to repent, um, and just like that is what they they need to hear, right. um, in in those exact terms, they need to know that they are accountable to someone, right, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. and they need to seek forgiveness from that person they need to repent of their sin and put their and put their trust in him and basically fall at his mercy for forgiveness rather than like just expecting forgiveness yep. to already right. be mm-hmm. given to them and right. then going to continue living their lives the way they want to so so i have to ask you megan did you listen to my sermon from the other saturday no i would okay. like to have, all right is it on the your church's website or it is yeah okay. and it's I also just so, yeah. on on my Facebook, if you just okay. scroll down there, we'll, we'll send I, you I share it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah we can, that'd be easier. Yeah. <laughs> no, just specifically what you said is exactly what I said in my sermon. Um, that, that uh, so I preached Saturday night, not this Saturday night, Saturday night before. Yeah. Um, and the night before that, we were, we were at the, or not the night before, the day before, we were at the abortion clinic. And this is the last time that you were able to go mm-hmm. with us. And some lady, as, well, there was just there were these three people and they were walking out together. And one of the ladies that was there with the girl that went inside the abortion clinic who wasn't there with, like to be in the abortion clinic, she just yelled as we as we were preaching the gospel to them. She just yelled, "God forgives," and I was like, "Oh, that's the worst thing you possibly could have <laughs> said to me." And so I was like, I was like, "No, like God will not forgive you unless you repent. Like I need you to know that." Because, th- like, that's, like, no. Like, that is not true. Um, and as soon as I was done, as soon as they left, I went over to Angel and I was like, the American church did this to us. <laughs> yeah. I was like, 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 that is why these people say those types of things and think that way mm-hmm. is because we have decided the gospel is God loves you. He wants you. Please, please come to him because he loves you so much. Yeah. Think about all that God did for you. So consider exactly. that's maybe why you should go to him. That right. is not at all the gospel. Yeah. Right. That none yeah. of the apostles ever said that. Right. right. And, yeah. and that's what we have to get back to, yes. right? It's like the reason that we are saying that's not the gospel is not because we're, we're we think that's the gospel right. or that's the standard <laughs> we are setting. When we look at the example given to us by Jesus, by the apostles, um, by the prophets, anyone who has ever preached any sort of message about who God is, who people are, and what their response to God needs to be, it has been what Megan just said. It has been, you need to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you need to come to the king, beg for forgiveness, because you are a sinner, you're already condemned, and you need to fall on the mercy of, 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 of... the God you are accountable to. Yes. And and for us, it's not the kingdom of God is at hand. It's the kingdom of God is here. Jesus yeah. Christ is king. Mm-hmm. So and, you must repent. Yeah. And, right. and in, in former days, he, he uh, was, was patient. patient. But now no. he commands everyone yes. everywhere to, to repent. repent. Yes. 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 Acts yes. 1730. Yeah. Right. That's just the straight apostles preaching the gospel right there. Right. And yeah. so that is the example we're given in scripture. So right. that's the way we got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I hate that we have to explain to them what the gospel is not when we share the mm-hmm. gospel with them. Um, and I, I found that that's something that I always try to, to do now is, is say, 
you might have heard this and this isn't true. You might have heard this and this isn't true. This is what the Bible says. And that's our authority. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, what you guys are saying is, is perfect. Like, know the truth before you get out there. Yes. Yeah. Don't go out yeah. unless you know the <laughs> yes. gospel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can articulate. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, and, and have biblical backing for what you're doing, what you're doing. Like, don't just go out there because... I think this would be fun or like right it's I not fun. it's not fun no I think this <laughs> would be and fun. It, no it's not <laughs> no the, okay Gosh. the first time we ever went out there we were like we had seen babies are murdered here we had seen uh uh what's his name tony miano say i hate coming out here and mm-hmm. i was just talking to angel and i was just like like i get it but i feel like i'm going to enjoy being out here simply for the fact that i'm obeying god and that is going to be satisfying right. to me um and i hate it no. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't I don't hate the fact that that I am I am blessed yeah. that I know better and I'm doing better mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I am I am obeying God in this but I hate that it's necessary <laughs> yeah. and I don't enjoy any yeah. part of it. I it is the worst every thing time ever. I've ever gone out to the abortion clinic with Angel, he says to me, I hate being here. <laughs> yes. Every time. Yes. Yes. I was going to yeah. say, I wear a GoPro and I listen, sometimes I go back and listen to things. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm just yeah. like, I, I don't share the footage with anybody, so this is good, but like, I'm just constantly being like, I hate this place. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And it is, yeah. I mean, it's tough, but like, but, but really that's why you have to have a biblical yeah. backing because yes. it's going to get tough and you're going to be like, yeah. I hate this place. I don't want to be out here. And if you're just out there based like purely on emotion where you're right. just like, I just want to go out there because I see people doing it. Right. I think this is going right. to be something yeah, good for me to do. Good. Yeah. Then, then you're going to, yeah, that yeah. passion is going to fade as quickly as yeah. it came. Yeah. Right. But if you're mm-hmm. out there because the Bible says, hold back those that are stumbling through the slaughter. Right. If, if abortion is still happening, then I still need to be out there whether I want, like, because this is what God says. And, and the mm-hmm. Bible says that, I mean, that God watches over us, that uh, do not fear those who can kill the body, but not the soul, rather fear him who can kill mm-hmm. soul and body and hell, destroy it, destroy you in hell forever. Right. And and that's something that, that keeps me going because it is kind of scary. I'm not going to lie to you. There's times when I'm like, I'm standing out there and it's like, I, I feel really like I could die. <laughs> like somebody <laughs> right. could get really angry with me and, Try and to run kill, you over with their car. Or, run me over yeah. with the car or yeah. put me in the hospital. <laughs> but yeah. ultimately, it's like, if, if we got to be faithful to God and, and know that God's faithful with us. And right. like, when you understand that, like, that God is with you, that he, as a, as a child of God, like, he knows how many hairs are in your, are, are in your head and, and he knows, he knows you and he watches mm-hmm. over you. And all this is working for his glory and for your good, because scripture says that, like, it gets rocky and it gets tough and you're just out there like personally i when i get hungry i get cranky i'm like the the snickers commercial it's like you're not you when you're hungry <laughs> i didn't know that about you yeah well, i did but, <laughs> but it's tough it's like i just want to go home like i don't want to do this but i know that god is in control and he watches over us he, he he'll give us strength and that he wants us out there because it says so in his word so know what you're going to say. Know like know why you're out there. Know what you're going to say. Know the truth. Yeah, and I would, I would add to that, too, that, like, you were saying, know what, know what Scripture says. I would say if you're a younger person in the faith, um, you know, have some oversight. Like, yes. I think your mm-hmm. church should know that you do this. Like, especially if you're young in the faith, talk to some of your pastors and say this is your desire 
Um, and just, you know, maybe get some feedback or, you know, talk to some people you trust that are older in the faith than you and get into God's word, start memorizing God's word, start be praying, you know, every day, reading God's word, be solid in God's word, be, be a mature person of God, be wise. Um, and if you are, you know, at that point where you're not just like brand new without, without very much grounding and stuff, then I would say still have oversight with people in your church, like, and be somebody who is committed to a, a high standard of holiness. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to go, um, you need to know that this place, you know, a lot of people call it the gates of hell. And I think for a good reason. Um, because Satan is real and he is very active at these places because Satan wants to still steal and kill and destroy. And that those places are where people are killed and not just anybody, but little babies. So that, that place is all about Satan. And Satan is also the father of lies. And that place is the house of lies. They're constantly lying to people. So, so if you want to... You know, not have, I mean, you're going to have a target on your back. Satan's going to know you're there. He's going to want to discourage you. He's going to want to tempt you to sin in so many different ways. Not just when you're there, but when you're yeah. just in all of life, he's going to send temptations your way that you pro never thought you, like sins you probably never thought you could commit. Um, and you have to be very watchful. You need a higher standard for ho of holiness than you perhaps you would have had otherwise. So you got to be accountable to people when you're going to do this. You need to have people praying for you. This is spiritual warfare. Like I know we're reformed and Calvinists and all that stuff, but <laughs> we like we need to acknowledge this is a spiritual yes. yeah. war war. Yeah. yeah. And um like you know Satan can send you know people to hurt you. And he can send you to be tempted to sin, not just, you know, in other areas of life, but when you're there, he's going to tempt you to be a jerk to people. Mm -hmm. So, um, be a solid, mature person in God's word, be in a strong relationship with him, be accountable to other people. When you're on your way there, you pray your heart out and you worship God on the, on your way, on the drive there. You set aside time to make sure you do that so you're in the spirit when you're there. Because Why? Because it's a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. Satan's going to attack you, so be ready. Um, I, I, like, I, don't, I think you have to be very aware of those things when you go. Yeah, I agree. Um, but like, especially when you get there and you're faced with this initial, like, like, how do I reach out to these people? What do I say? How do I start speaking um, the truth to these these people as they're going inside? I would say genuinely, like, practice speaking it out loud beforehand. Um, like, we would always, Angel and I, when we were, before even going out to the abortion clinic, we were doing a lot of evangelism, um, you know, 
we would always tell each other, yeah, like I, I, I would always like just think about the gospel constantly. We've had <laughs> dreams about preaching the gospel to people. Um, I know AJ said that as well. He had dreams about preaching the gospel to people and saying like really cool things sometimes. <laughs> friends. Um, like practicing in the shower, just just preaching the gospel um, and imagining, well, okay, what if someone says this thing? How do yeah. I respond? Um, so that you're you're not caught off guard, you're aware, and and you're you're obviously going to get better the more you do it anyway. Um, but to have at least that initial part understood and down that okay, this is what I'm going to say, because you know, and and planning that out beforehand so that when you get there, especially if 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 uh, you're going alone, um, you could you could very easily be like I'm too afraid to speak. I know even just from Angel and I going out street witnessing that going by myself street evangelizing, sometimes it takes me a while before I get the courage to go and, and talk to someone before I, I get the courage to hand out that first tract because it's just it just feels so intimidating. Um, and I don't know why, but it's just because it's so important mm -hmm. and especially even more so preaching at an abortion clinic, I think those temptations are very real. And because it's such a big deal, it's harder. Um, and I, I think speaking just a little bit to like you, your local church should know that you're going out and doing this. If nothing else, just so that if something happens while you're there, your church was not unaware. Yeah. Um, if you get attacked, if something happens that it's not this, uh, how long have you been going out to an abortion clinic? You know, like, like, Make sure that your your local church knows what you're doing, and is not against it, yeah. because that would cause a problem. Yeah, um, you want to be in in any type of ministry under the um, authority, the authority, the, and yes. the accountability of right. your pastors. Yeah. So so and especially if you're going alone, even just for safety reasons, like Angel, whenever he goes alone, he brings a GoPro, um, so that if anything does happen, he. It, you like people like can know what happens. He's he is safe from the law. If he get, if somebody attacks him, it, it's not going to look like he did anything wrong because they know the truth. He had a GoPro. Mm -hmm. You know and everything it's exactly be, how it went down. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. And something that we thought of before is even like your your pastors like can't go out with you, but you want them to make sure that they know you want to make sure that they know exactly what you're doing and exactly what you're saying because you don't want to be doing anything wrong um, to be able to record what you do and say and be able to show them actual clips and be like, like, okay, critique me on this is what I'm doing yeah. wrong is what mm -hmm. I'm doing. Right. Um, so I, I think all of those are, are valid that are actually yeah. quite important so that it's not just one Christian going out mm -hmm. to an abortion clinic with no accountability mm -hmm. Thinking that they know the best. Yes. Yeah. Um, because yeah, can I just add something about yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so people should know that if they're getting want, getting interested in doing something like this, the accountability is good from your church and the leaders of your church because of very often when people start doing stuff like this, they become arrogant. Mm -hmm. They start to think they're better than everybody else who's a Christian because almost all other Christians they know are doing anything like this. Right. And you right. very quickly, you start to feel like, where's the church? And that's a very valid question. Cause you go out there and you see a bunch of Catholics and hardly all, any Christians, if any at all. 
and you and you, you do get frustrated with the church, but you have to, you cannot fall into the temptation. This is one of the same ways Satan wants to get you. He wants you to hate the church and he wants to divide the church, mm-hmm. but you can't let that happen. You cannot look at yourself as any better than another Christian that's not doing this or that isn't caring about it as much as you, you have. So that's another reason you want to be accountable because you don't want that to happen. And also a lot of people, if they start going on their own, they start finding other people who, who do this ministry, who think like them. And then very often they end up leaving their church and just yep. like doing home. Ch- not that there's anything wrong with home churches, but like just but a home hanging church, out with a home church, a home yeah. church yeah. of yeah. all abolitionists or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and usually like all like young people who don't yeah. have any accountability. And, right. Yeah, that's right. Right. So a really yeah. bad situation. So just be prepared that you're going to be tempted that way. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was told that over and over by Jeff Durbin, you know, and, and apology to church and be be careful about this and guess what yeah that eventually did come <laughs> and god has been faithful and he's helped me through that and he's helped me he's given me patience and and love for people and he's also shown me how the church has been very faithful in praying for me as i go many right. people praying and i feel very uh mm-hmm. loved and supported and cared yes. for in that mm-hmm. way so yeah. every single time um Carolyn sends any type mm-hmm. of email. I'm just like, mm-hmm. she's great. Mm-hmm. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is a little bit of a tangent, but I, I hate that I'm seen as like a super Christian for doing abortion ministry. I hate that I'm seen as like a super Christian for actually going out into the street and proclaiming the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's, really the opposite of feeling arrogant. I, I, I think think it's pretty along the same line actually of being like, I don't like being feeling like I'm I'm better though. Like I don't I don't enjoy feeling like I'm the only person that is preaching the gospel. I I hate that feeling because it, it bothers me that that for some reason this is rare and that what I'm doing is seen as something really good. Because really, all I'm doing is just obeying what scripture commands all Christians, not just me. Mm-hmm. And so that's just, uh, that that is something that's always bothered us, I think, um, with all of the evangelism stuff. Is it's like, people are always like, oh, wow, like, you know, Connor and Angel, they're going out in the street. And it's great. And, and we just want to say, like, you see that it's great. And why aren't you coming out with us? Why isn't it great for great. you? Right. Why right. is why is the standard of, of holiness different for us as Christians? Because we want to. And it's not the same for you just because you don't want to preach the gospel. And it's, it's frustrating. Like, it really is. Um, and there's a part of that I feel like we've always talked about that is arrogance on our part. Yeah. But there's a part of it that is true. And so I, I, I do kind of want to, yeah, there, there is a, there's a, a very, very good thin line yeah, yeah, there's a bit, that, yes. that happens there mm-hmm. where you, you want to be like encouraging and, and, uh, in some cases rebuking Christians around you who aren't fulfilling the biblical command, the great commission. Right. And, and you want to be a part of a church that is consistently and, and, uh, faithfully doing those things. And so you don't want to stop and just be like, well, I guess I am the only one who's ever going to do this. <laughs> right. And so I just give up on these right. people. Um, but, but you also don't want to, don't want to be like, 
yes, isn't it just amazing how all these people are disobeying God, but I am obeying God. Sure. That, again, there's a very right. thin line there where you mm-hmm. have to be very careful about yeah. um, not continuing to be biblically faithful mm-hmm. um, and hoping that others will also join you in, in, in fulfilling these commandments. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, uh, but not thinking that, I mean, this is just a thing that's, this happens a lot in various Christian doctrines, right? Like people, people can get this way with with the with, uh, predestination right. too, right? It's just like, oh, I am one of the elect. Right. <laughs> Who knows if you are? I don't know. Right. Uh, but you just have to be careful about all those things because right. the whole point of any of this is that we're not all that, and that right. it's Christ doing mm-hmm. it through us. And so, if we're ever getting too high on our britches then we just got to take a hard look at who's actually doing the work here. It's not us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And like, I feel like that's why it was like, like having Angel and I doing all of the evangelism stuff together and not by ourselves is really the main reason that we're not arrogant jerks now. <laughs> Be- because every time we, we felt like, okay, why are we the only ones doing this? We talk about it and we'd say the answer is to pray for our church and to be patient with our church mm-hmm. and encourage yeah. them and exhort Absolutely. them to do this stuff and and to be mad even when when the gospel is not 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 just the abortion clinic stuff but just preaching the gospel at all is just so ignored um, when it's a command in scripture for Christians period mm-hmm. um, for the church to to do and accomplish and that should be our main goal it, it's frustrating and we should get mad that it's not being done but we're still patient with other believers as patient as God was with us when we were also not sharing the gospel and being serious about our faith. Um, and even just being patient before we were saved, you know? So Mm -hmm. for sure. What's the next thing? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What were you saying? No, no, no. I'm good. No, you're not. I'm not good. Um, no, so, yeah, so, so basically what are some of the things that we've learned? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. going out yeah. there, like what are, what are the, some of the things that we've done that we realize, okay, that wasn't as smart. Um, and what are some of the things that, you know, we, we have improved upon as, mm-hmm. as we've gone out? Yeah. I was going to say like a practical tip. You mentioned it, uh, wearing a camera Yeah. is, is a good thing it's also um, a good deterrent it's a good yes. deterrent yeah sometimes <laughs> some people just don't care yeah. <laughs> True. he has video to prove it yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah no it's a good thing because it holds you accountable because it's gonna be like if something happens to you it, it's like did you cause this to happen like right you can't hide behind like oh this person did this to me they punched me mm-hmm. and then you watch the video and it's like well angel you you asked for it. You were like, oh, you're not a man. Come punch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that wouldn't right. be directly asking exactly. for it. <laughs> exactly. But so like protect your, like to protect yourself because I mean, this is the place where they kill babies. And if someone is going to justify it to themselves that they can kill a human child, then it's not a far cry step to her harming another human yes. being. Including yes. 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 And and uh, something that, like, prepare, leading up to us actually going out there, I watched a lot of, like, the Apologia stuff where they have, like, people uh, yelling stuff at them and, and, like, 
conflict outside of the clinic and in my mind I was like well that just happens to Apologia because we're Apologia (laughs) 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 it's just them and then we went out there and like Uh, all these people yelling stuff and flipping us off the first time we used the megaphone someone like in the first five minutes threw a drink at us yep and we've had multiple drinks thrown at us. Yeah. I didn't even notice. Yeah. I was the one using the <laughs> megaphone and someone yeah. threw a drink at me and I didn't even notice. It was crazy. Were you going to try to block it with the sign? Yeah, right. That's that's, not, that's that's why we usually have someone standing behind with a sign behind the person who's using the megaphone in case something like that happens. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of block it. Yeah. But like, yeah, stuff like this happens. People get really angry and stuff and, and it happens. So having that... Um, as a deterrent, but also hold and, you accountable. And, right. And if you're not going out alone, you're with other people. Simply, if something does go down, somebody pulls out their phone and records it. Yes. So that no matter what, you're not going to get in trouble with the law because that's going to look so much worse because they're going to spin it some way to make yeah. it look like the Christian protesters did something yeah. illegal. Yeah. And then that's going to further discourage other Christians yes. from going out and doing this. Yes. Yep. It, that is the least thing, the, the, the least favorite thing that we want to happen yes. <laughs> out at the abortion clinic. Yep. I would say something I think I'm learning right now is use the least amount of force in the words that you use that you can. Um, I think it can be very easy to justify going there and because they're killing people, you can just be bold. You can just, you know, yell or whatever. And it's like... Use that serrated egg. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, which, you know, obviously can be used at times. But we're, let's face it, we're sinners and it is very easy for us to justify using too much (laughs) hardness with people. Um, So... Especially as a woman, too. I think as women, we have a calling to have a gentle and quiet spirit. And um, so I think it's even more important for us as women to be that way. So even though, like, I feel like it's very easy for me to just be a firecracker. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> go ballistic on people. I feel like, no, let, if somebody needs to be that way, it's probably not me. So... So I've kind of, yeah, I've kind of learned to just dial it back. I know Apology is very fond of saying, you know, that you need to use the serrated edge and have stronger language. And people like us who are willing to do stuff like this are going to be more likely to be that way. Mm -hmm. So we just need to be very aware. Be very aware we can go too far. So just Mm -hmm. only use it as much as the littlest amount that you have to use. Don't don't go too crazy. And I think like it... I think if you do it enough, it becomes obvious to you yes. how, like, when you need to, mm-hmm. um, right. Mm-hmm. right? Like, the situation where someone is, is, you know, it's just, like, you know, two women walking in and they're kind of ignoring you, that's not a situation where you just go, like, ballistic on someone, right? Like, you you, you just say the thing we normally say, you know, we, we want to give you help, please come talk to us, please don't murder your child, you know, um, so on and so forth. But we have a situation, right, where, where someone, like, literally says to us, yeah, I, I, I love murdering kids. Yeah. That's the moment where they need to ha- be hit with a little bit more mm-hmm. of a hardness because um, that's, and, I think and, that's the example we see in scripture, too. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I want, especially for, for listeners that are maybe uh, of, of the pro-life movement, mm-hmm. and you think that that is not the actual case, 
Right. <laughs> we have had Come not multiple times. <laughs> like, like it is, it is shocking yeah. how many people we'll brag to us about how they're going to murder their kid and they want to, they're going to enjoy it and they're laughing to us about yep. it. Yep. It is, it is more common than we even want to admit. Yeah. Um, this, this is not, the, these are not victims walking into the clinic. That's something we oh. haven't said yet. Um, yeah. th these are not victims. These are people who are, want to murder their kids. They're not victims. They know what they're doing. Yes. They know it's a baby. They know they're already mothers. And you can tell because, I mean, think, think about it this logically. If someone says to you, please don't murder your child. If that person, and, and maybe, you know, they're holding a sign and they're, they're making you uncomfortable. If you do not believe that what you're doing is murder, what would be the easiest thing for you to do in that situation? I'm not murdering a child. Just say that, right? Like, why right. would... The, just say, that's not what this is. Like, stop. Why are you saying that? Everyone knows. And so they have no word that they can mm -hmm. say to try to justify themselves. Expletives is usually the word of choice. Yeah, yeah right. Insults. Um, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, it's so... Like, people know. And, and, and so often, the response that we get is, well, that's not all they do. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not even no. That's not what happens. What happens here is like no. That's not all they do. They as they to, as they personally are walking into yes. the clinic right then to have it done. Yes, right. Because that's the only thing that they do at the particular clinic we're at. But for some reason, the excuse is, well, you shouldn't. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm here to murder my kid, but you don't know that. And I could be here for an STD test, and so. That's not all they do here is their response. Yeah. Rather than what? I'm murdering a kid? What are you talking about? Yeah. That is the that is the response you would expect mm -hmm. from someone who actually believes that they're not about to murder somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Or just I mean, honestly, just anger. Like yeah. Just just mm -hmm. How dare you? Yeah, how dare yeah. you call me out <laughs> yeah. on this? And it's just anger and it's I have a right to do this. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's that's really when it gets uh, scary when people get angry and and that's like the thing about the serrated edge because there are two groups of people out there like we're not the only people that go out to the abortion clinic there's a, a catholic organization that goes out there and and their approach is, is very different from ours um and some of the catholics hate it for hate us for yeah. it some of the catholics love us yes. for how we yeah. preach the yeah. gospel and how very disparate yes. yeah very yeah. different yes and then the i would say about half of them really just are there to pray and they make no comments mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah thanks for clarifying yeah not a blanket statement of, uh, amongst all those people but like a blanket statement is that their approach is very different from ours yes and so <laughs> yes. so the like when you do use those words you use kind of that serrated edge it you can tell like the, the anger and, and and like megan said the expletives and, and the things are directed Towards people that are using those things because you're, you're striking that chord, right? Yep. And so you can you can definitely tell that it's it's hitting somewhere. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. yeah. The the thing that we don't want from people going into an abortion clinic is is apathy. Like that's what we don't want. We either want them to be grieved over their sin or angry at us because if they're apathetic to it, that means they 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 don't care. If they're angry, that means they know it's true and, and they feel attacked. If they're sad, that means they know it's true and they they know they need to change. 
what we don't want is people to be like, eh, I don't really because care what Because we want you say. God's word to have an effect. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the effect, whatever it, God may intend that to right. be. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. obviously, be, be wise with how you speak to people, how you present things to people that are going in. Um, I think of just the verse in James, slow to speak, slow to anger. Like, that is so important. Um, I'd say we shouldn't hesitate by saying the bold things that we know we need to say, but being slow to speak in response to people when, when they say things of just like making sure that we're not acting out of impulse. We're not acting out of anger. Not having a knee jerk emotional response to something Mm -hmm. that someone says. Um, But also trying not to miss opportunities to, to, to say the truth, you know, Um, but we need to be very careful with our emotions of how we react to people and, you know, slow to speak, slow to anger. That is very important. Um, something that Angel and I have learned even before going out to the abortion clinic, which we practiced a lot at the abortion clinic is Proverbs 15, one, a soft answer turns away wrath. Um, and it's so, it's so interesting how when somebody pulls over and they you're yelling at us and they hate us and they're like you're you're being evil to these women and we just say oh, okay all right all right let's talk about this my name is connor this is angel what's your name and they're like oh these are human beings i'm talking to it, it totally changes the the whole conversation um when when you just stop even if you have the perfect response to say to what they just said, just stop and introduce yourself so that the person knows, okay, this person that I'm talking to is a human being and, and they actually care about me as a, as a human being. They're not just here because they want to stir up trouble. Um, I think that has just been so helpful with, with counter protesters, you know, uh, people that, that want to pull over and talk to us like that. Um, but it's, it's also helpful in some cases with, with people walking in, um, that we're not trying to make them unnecessarily angry because the truth is going to make them angry enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long tips. I was going to say like, personally know your limits. Yes. Like be like. Don't no. kill yourself through dehydration. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, wear sunscreen when you yes. need yes. to. Yes, wear sunscreen. Yeah. Like, be smart about this. Yeah. Dress yeah. warmly enough. Yes. Yeah. That's a really big yeah. one. When, when it hits yeah. winter, it's always much colder than you think because you're out right. there for a long mm-hmm. time. Unless you're in the south. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we're jealous of you. <laughs> but yeah, d- yeah. Don't, don't, don't just say, like, Oh no, the spirit will sustain me, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. The 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 things that we have in this life to help us are also blessings from God. Heat warmers are not cheating out of God's grace. Like like heat warmers are God's grace to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um you mean hand warmers. Hand warmers. Oh, what did I say? Feet warmers? Heat, heat, heat warmers. warmers. <laughs> so it's like, what else would you warm with? I yeah, I don't know. Meant, but... What's that? Heat. We knew what you meant. Yeah. But... Right, right, yeah. Heat warmers, no. Hand warmers, yes. Um, if I can, say hashtag that post mail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hand warmers, yeah. Um, my, yeah. my get up when it's cold is hand and toe warmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
long underwear, um, pants, like multiple layers up here. Like I have a thermal layer and like two sweaters, down <laughs> coat, gloves, scarf, hat, something over the ears, like two pairs of socks. <laughs> like that's every, if someone's coming with me, if someone's coming with me, I tell them the full list because yeah. right. you, and you really I need have to, make to have sure, everyone in yeah, I need to make yeah. sure that I, I buy all yeah, of those items. Stock yeah. up for this. You do, because you will be miserable if you don't yeah. have yeah. all that. Yeah. I was going to say, don't wear shorts when it's, under 50 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> I may or may not have done that on the mu like multiple times. <laughs> multiple times I forgot to wear pants and I just wore shorts. And cats I was so nuts. freezing. He, he oh, yeah. shorts all the time. I, yeah, I'm stubborn. Whether, <laughs> whether the weather is cold or whether the weather is hot. Yeah. I, He'll yeah. weather the weather, whatever the weather, because he's in shorts. Another. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of a better way to end that memory. Okay, yeah. Another practical tip. I'll kind of harking back to it, but in, I guess in a different way. You said like be ready when people are gonna say something uh, in a different way. Like uh, know your rights and be ready. Yes. Oh yes. Know uh, the law. Yes. It's a law. Like like we we use a megaphone. Like we print out the uh, we will we printed out the laws for what we can legally do with sound amplification so don't go and do that unless you know mm -hmm. what you can legally do so that if so when not if when the police are called on you yeah you can show the police hey i'm not breaking the law mm -hmm. um when when we were and out there happened. yes that happened that's the only time the police have ever been called on me um <laughs> and he was extremely humble extremely respectful and he basically told us, yeah, I figured you guys would know the law better than me. And <laughs> he said, yep, you guys are free to do, you know, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. We're very blessed to have the police department in that area. Very, yes. They've been very kind to us. Yes. I was not expecting that. Yeah, because no. Madison, Wisconsin is a very liberal town. Yeah. Yes. And you, we were expecting them to just be pro-choice and on the right. side yeah. in Planned Parenthood's yeah. pocket. Right. And they're not, and yeah. so we're very yeah. thankful. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, no, no. I guess in the same way, like, how, what you're going to say, and, and, like, when the opposition comes. Right. Like, how far you're going to go, like, if somebody, if the cops are called, like, what are you going to say? Are you going to continue even if they're, if they're wrong in saying that you have to stop, like, right. How are you going to react to that? Are you going to yeah. be like, okay, well, then I'll stop, even though I know what that what I'm doing is right, and I can't, like, legally, I'm not breaking the law? Or if you're, and, or if you're going to take the other approach and be like, well, I'm not breaking the law, so I'm not going to stop. Right. And that might. And are you willing to face the consequences? Yes. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, just in general, I mean, be prepared for opposition. Be prepared for things to get thrown at you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be prepared to be attacked by some really angry dad um <laughs> like like be prepared for those kinds of things not so that you're scared and won't go out so that he, well when maybe happens, <laughs> when it happens you won't get scared and then yeah. not come back right um I mean, like be prepared for that yeah uh like after the time that 
Angel actually did have someone physically touch him and assault him. Uh, we basically decided there were a lot of people, a lot of the kids in our youth group that were like, yeah, we want to go. And we basically were like, I don't think that they should after this. And, and it just kind of turned out that none of them like, uh, pressed us any further about coming out. Um, but I basically, our plan was if the parents aren't coming out with us, we don't mm -hmm. think they should, um, because yeah. we don't want to be responsible for a minor getting hurt under our watch and and also it's a great excuse to say if the kid wants to go out the parents should bring them out there and disciple them alongside right. the kid so the kid is not out there by themselves if, if they're a minor mm -hmm. um i think that's <laughs> that i mean that was just it a big just thing seems wise yeah, yeah. Don't, you know mm -hmm. don't if you, if you are a minor do not go out alone because this isn't this isn't like a it's not it's not like a fun field trip no like that's not the this that's not what this is um and and be prepared to be arrested for not breaking the law that has happened um not to us but not to us yeah. but that it, it is it is more common than we would like to think and i would think it will be increasingly common yep. yeah yeah that's yeah. that's what i think of like just because like people are throwing stuff at us people have again, gotten physical mm -hmm. uh this last time that we went that i went uh whenever people are coming in or coming out we try to give them a track and and uh, the one of the workers was coming out, and she made it. She like got lined up her car, and she just like drove, like just floored she it. She gunned it. Yeah, she gunned it right at me, <laughs> and like just barely, barely swerved yeah. away. Yes. Wow. And <laughs> and so like, where where like, were you standing when she did that? Like on, usually, yeah. Like uh, not on, even in the driveway. I was I was in the, the other side of the because. They usually go on the right side of the driveway, but she right. purposely came over like the left side, going out. Yeah. Wow. So I was like, on he was probably a cut, maybe one step over onto the driveway. Yeah. Wow. And so, like I, <laughs> I personally just I don't know how you guys feel, but just the things that have happened to me, <laughs> I'm like, there's I feel like there's gonna be a point, and I and I talked with to my wife. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get hurt. <laughs> not because like I'm not going out there and you should not go out there being like, like trying to provoke trying that. To like, like, people. Yeah, I'm gonna no. be a martyr today. Like <laughs> yeah. no, don't, don't no, if, if you, you if you ever have the mindset of I'm gonna be a martyr today, go home. Yes. <laughs> go home, yes. sleep it off. Yes. Lock yourself in your room. <laughs> yes. That, that is called cage stage abortion. Yeah. <laughs> no, yes. But or cage, cage stage abolitionist. Yes. Yes. No, cage yeah. Stage no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, <laughs> yeah, I think we all. We're really bad with terms today. We really are. Uh, today. No, but at the, at the same time, like I understand, like doing this, it is gonna put a target on your back. Yeah. And at this point, po possibly just, from other Christians too. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened to us. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm just like, I'm gonna stand here, and whatever comes comes. <laughs> Because I know that God's in control. Like, that's something right. that, that more than anything that this, this has forced me to, to understand is, like, God is in control. Because we, I personally haven't seen anybody that I that I have spoken to come out and be like, well, I'm not going to abort my baby. I right. haven't seen that. But I know that God is in control. And that's what keeps me going back out there. Right. Yeah. 
and at the same time, like, you know, I could get hurt. Like, I could possibly die, you mm-hmm. know, and, and God is still in control. And just in the past few weeks, like, uh, there's been a paradigm shift in which, like, I think a lot of the time we think, like, if, if, if Christians are getting hurt, if Christians are getting killed, that's a bad thing. Like, think about, like, China, the Christians that are being persecuted there. You know, they're, they're being killed, they're being persecuted. That's a bad thing. Like, that means that... that forces of evil are winning there's a bigger paradigm shift in, in my mind where it's just like no it's the complete opposite like mm-hmm. that means we're winning that means that we're having an effect right to where the only way that they can stop us and and it is a spiritual battle like the only way that satan can stop us from from doing this and people can stop us from 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 preaching the gospel is if they physically like have to restrain us either by hurting us or, or taking us out and then my hope is if this ever happens to me is that, or to any of us, is that it wakes people up. It's like right. yeah. so-and-so was hurt outside of the abortion clinic and it wakes Christians up and it's like, what is going on? Like, why is it, why is it that this happened? Right. And I just like, and, and having the video of that, it would help tremendously mm-hmm. that if you did ever get hurt or any of us got hurt outside of the abortion clinic so that someone can watch the video to see that, all we were doing mm-hmm. is exactly what the Bible commanded. We were preaching the gospel. We were calling people to repentance. We were naming their sin. And we did not unnecessarily provoke anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that, be- because, I mean, we've joked about this before of just like, how would our church react um, if something were to happen to us? Mm-hmm. Like, people would immediately assume, oh, well, you know, they Connor says crazy yeah. things on his Facebook all the time. <laughs> so so clearly he provoked somebody, you know, and to, to for somebody to be like, oh, no, you know, this is the video. You know, he did not unnecessarily provoke anything. That That is what's going to be like, okay, we need to do something about this because this is, this is too far, which is, which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous that it needs to go too far before people wake up to it because 63 million babies having been murdered is way, way too, too far. far. <laughs> we should have had an uproar at two. Mm-hmm. One. One. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, one is, is, is an anomaly. Yeah. Two is, a, is okay, something's going on. Yeah. That's when, that's when it's, it's yeah. no, this yeah. had, all the church of the, all across the nation is yeah. like, this is wrong, mm-hmm. let's do something. In, in our state, Wisconsin, it's 15 a day. Yes. Like, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's 15 a day. And that's gone down. I mean, like, it used to be a higher number, but like, yes. it's gone down. But that's still, I mean, that's 15 a day, every day, that are, that are being killed. And we got to do something. And we will. Yes. And yeah. you will, too. All right, anyone else have any last comments, thoughts? All right, cool. So, uh... Carly, do you have any last thoughts? Yeah, yeah, Carly. Um, no. Okay, all right. Uh, you can find us... I feel like this is is the episode that I've talked the least on, but... Right, (laughs) right. Well, part of the reason why we did this episode is because you were asking us questions about right what to like like what right. to be prepared for like that was that was why i was like we should do an episode with angel and megan about this because you specifically asked so, <laughs> so you, you were you were back to the title back of number one <laughs> fan. back to number one fan yeah. Today, yes. yeah yeah instead of co-host 
Um, cool. Good stuff. All right. You can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show and at our website at Christian Artist Show.com. Thank you so very much for listening and for watching. And we will be back next week with an episode on something that I have as yet unknown is unknown. Yes. We don't <laughs> know what we're gonna talk about next week. Fun yes. fact, we're even on Stitcher. Do I didn't know, know that? that. That's crazy. I put us on. Why I don't we... even know what Stitcher is. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I've never found someone who uses it, but Kent does. Oh, okay. Kent, does, Kent yeah. listens to it yeah. on Stitcher. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. He he told me that's how I found out, and I was like, I don't know how we got in Stitcher, but apparently you put <laughs> I, I put us on, us on there. It was pretty easy to do. So well, I was go. just like, okay, another place. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you, Angel and, yeah. and Megan for coming on. Thanks that was, for that having was awesome. us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. I think that's it. I think we're out. Adios. Thank you.